This is the We Talk Nerd Podcast. A podcast sponsored by PixelPubGaming.com. This podcast is about everything nerd covering games, movies, comics, and technology. Now, now it's time, time to, to get, get nerdy. nerdy. Due to the length of this episode, we have divided it into two. This is part one. I'm your host, Brandon, and I think I found my new favorite Netflix show. I'm Andrew, and I'm the guy that knows nothing. I'm Rob, and I, too, have a gorilla body. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Do you really? Maybe that should I, be I wear, I wear a big coat and gloves to cover it. You will never okay. know. That's kind of a spoiler right off the bat. So, if you didn't know, uh, this week we are talking about the Netflix series The Umbrella Academy. And there will be some spoilers uh, if, you know, we kind of just had one now. But uh, we're going to do a little bit of a synopsis, talk about the characters a little bit, and then we will definitely dive into some spoilers. So, after, you know, after we talk about that, we'll give a little bit of a warning. But after that warning, it's free game. So if you don't want to, ha- you know, spoil this in any way, uh, see you guys next week. Back out now. But if not, <laughs> enjoy yeah. this ride with us. So yeah, yeah, Rob, show. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah. Pause. Watch all 10 episodes, unpause. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect, actually. So uh, we'll see you guys in 10 hours, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll be right here. All right, so if you're jo- if you're just now joining us after that 10-hour break, Rob, tell us about what we just saw. So as you've just seen on your 10-hour break, the Umbrella Academy is a kind of a mix of a superhero show and a bit of a superhero deconstruction. Um, I kind of liken it to something between Watchmen and X-Men, kind of blended together. Um, for anyone that might be new to it and is completely unafraid of spoilers and, or just really refuses to do anything we ask them to do. You're a brave soul. You are a brave soul. And you should know that on October 1st in 1989, 43 women around the world gave birth simultaneously, despite none of them actually being pregnant until the labor began. A very freaky scene at the beginning of the, of the TV series. Mm -hmm. It's very off putting. (laughs) Yes, it's very off-putting. So of the 43 children, seven of them are adopted by an eccentric billionaire, uh, Sir Reginald Hargreaves, and turned into a superhero team, which he called the Umbrella Academy. And uh, very creatively, he names them number one through seven. So each kid has a number and a number following that. <laughs> um, he also has a uh, a robot mother, Grace, and Grace actually names all the kids and gives them their their actual names as they go through. Um, we'll get a little bit more into each of the characters, but it's a it's an interesting series in that it's written by a former member or maybe current member of My Chemical Romance, uh, Gerard Way. Um, he's been more involved in comic books recently after uh, you know after forming that that music group. So uh, he's been in some pretty big things. And, you know, obviously this is a pretty big coming out for him being able to put this out on a, a Netflix series. Mm. And this, this series is a pre-existing comic book series. Yes. Um, right now uh, you can actually get it in a number of different formats. Um, there is some collected ones. Um, of course, our plug for Comixology uh, exists are completely unsolicited and unpaid for by Comixology plug. <laughs> if you're if you're uh, a loyal listener to the We Talk Nerd podcast, you know that one day we will get the Comixology sponsorship. We will get there. We it will, will get happen. There. I believe. Uh, 
if you are a member of Comixology Unlimited, you can uh, borrow the book for free or as part of your part of your service. And um, they have the entire first series collected, which is all six original no- uh, series. How old is the series? Uh, it was written in uh, 2008. I want to so say it was kind the of original. a new series. New-ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, published in 2007 through 2013. Um, and then there's been a newer, newer series in 2018, um, a follow-on series that just came out, um, Hotel Oblivion. So that one's not currently finished yet as of the time of this recording, um, but there's going to be obviously a lot of uh, excitement around that. Mm-hmm. I like to put this out there too, but this this show is uh, TV, how's it, 13? Like PG-13 basically? Yes. And it's not M.A., now, to me, that I think that's a fantastic thing, um, mainly because there's so many MA shows on Netflix that this one is just like sort of that X-Men feel, like superhero feel. Could be a little yeah. darker, grittier. But the idea is that there's violence. There's some mm-hmm. there's some language, but nothing over sexual themes or anything like that. So you it's 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 a good medium, I think. That's that's a great point. I would say if you're comfortable watching um Stranger Things, then you're probably pretty comfortable watching this series as well. So good. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Good. Good synopsis, Rob. Yeah. Uh, you, well, thank you. you really media for providing. <laughs> that. Yeah. Don't give our so, secrets away. <laughs> yeah. So before we start jumping into the discussion about the characters and whatnot, uh, Rob and myself, if you couldn't gather from the intro, uh, have both finished the show. Uh, Andrew, on the other hand, is what I would consider a. Uh, a novice in this topic. That's right. <laughs> I agree. So, <laughs> I watched so, two episodes. Yeah, I'm he'll good. get he'll he'll have like a beginner's inside look. So you know, if you haven't seen the show and still listening for some reason, you may be, uh, you know, more aligned to listen to maybe Andrew's opinions and That's right. things like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All right. So characters, uh, as Rob alluded, we have uh, kind of seven ish major yep. characters yeah well there's more than seven so i've got them listed here and i'll, I'll run through them real quick we can uh, kind of pick them off one by one um so in order is dr hargraves this is one uh-huh. of the first ones that you see in, in terms uh, of prominent adult. character yeah yeah he's one of the most prominent characters even though he's not really in the show very much uh-uh. um usually just in flashbacks because uh you find out very early on in the first episode that dr hargraves is dead and as a result, all of the children have kind of gathered back um, at the mansion where they were all under the academy uh, to to bury him. Mm-hmm. And actually, not all of them return, as we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are six of them that arrive uh, to to show up. So I think number one uh, would be a good one to start with. Uh, yeah, also yeah, he is number one. He is number one. <laughs> Uh, he's known as Space Boy, also known as Luther. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an astronaut. Uh, he spent a couple of years on the moon at uh, Dr. Hargreaves' request, uh, looking for how, what would potential, you say, like uh, threats? Potential threats from, to Earth. Yeah, potential threats. So he would uh, report back every so often uh, with uh, details back to the professor. Uh, he also was the most loyal of all of the children. And unfortunately, his loyalty was rewarded by having everyone else leave. Uh, him going off and doing a mission by himself and becoming gravely wounded uh, to the point of almost dying. And as we alluded to earlier, um, in a, I guess, 
last ditch effort to save his life, uh, they end up injecting him with gorilla DNA and he formed a gorilla body uh, with a human head. So very interesting look on the show. And it's a bit of a spoiler, but that's still pretty early on in the series, so it's not too it's big not of a too, spoiler. Too, too, too big of a spoiler, yeah. yeah. And they show, him, they show his fur in the first episode, so... Yeah. So each have him a power, right? And this power would be super strength? Yes, his power would be super strength. Yes, that is, uh, that's a good point. So I will uh, touch on each of the superpowers. But what did you think of Luther? Uh, at first, I could, like, I, he was not like a... Uh, a character that was kind of like relatable or, you know, kind of likable. But as the show goes on, you can, you kind of grow into him and you see mm-hmm. the why, the way he is. So I definitely think the way it started out was perfect to like how they built into it. Yeah. He's definitely the do no wrong guy. And then by the time the he, show he is the man, number one, he is the number one. But by the time the series or this season is done, you've seen, he's got flaws. Mm. He has, you know, he hurts like everybody. He just tries not to show it, and for a while he doesn't show it to the audience. But mm-hmm. it all it all comes out. He was the the fearless leader of the mm-hmm. group. Sure. Yep, and that would uh, follow him up with uh, with number two. Surprise. Yes. So number two, uh, known as the Kraken, um, which I feel like he got the wrong name, but definitely, I feel like there's another Kraken. Uh, also yes. known as Diego Hargreaves. They all have the same last name after Dr. Hargreaves. They're adopted, of course. Yeah, they're, they're adopted. Um, he's described as a rebellious troublemaker with enhanced breath-holding abilities and the ability to curve the trajectory of anything he throws. Uh, pretty much knives. And he mm-hmm. throws knives all the time. He's kind of like a, uh, what I would I would say, like a super soldier without the super strength. Yeah, definitely a winter soldier type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could certainly see that. Um, and then he can kind of curve his his knives like in that movie wanted mm-hmm. where but he with can knives. flip them around, <laughs> yeah, but with knives or anything really, um, which yeah, is kind of cool. his, his, uh, his method of choice is definitely knives. Yeah. He's very, um, in response to Luther being very aloof and being very, uh, guarded by the books. Yeah. Diego is very passionate, very out there, doesn't hold anything back and is quick to fight with his brothers and sisters. The vigilante yeah. type. In the beginning, I did not like this character. You know, sure. this is just introduction wise, that sort of thing. But yeah, I yeah. would say, um, you know, if you wanted to say Luther is the Superman type, uh, Diego is the Batman type. Definitely. You can certainly see that archetype. Mm-hmm. I enjoy his archetype, but I didn't enjoy his actual character. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. is kind of a jerk. He is kind yeah. of a jerk. That's and he, he unapologetically, too. You know, he, yeah. he is a jerk all the way through. Um, but I would say of all of them, he's probably the most loyal to the each other, the like family. Yeah, to the family, right? Because I mean, Luther did for the dad, but Diego leaves because of what the dad was doing to the family. Mm-hmm. So everyone had left the the mansion at some point, and or at least the the kids did, and uh, he did primarily because of how th- how the kids were being treated. So I feel like he doesn't get a whole lot of character moments, but the ones that he does are pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, his problem is there's so many interesting characters that he's just kind of the the straight guy that everyone kind of plays off of. You mm-hmm. know, like like Batman's not the interesting person in the Batman movies. It's the Joker or, right. you know, the other characters. And I think 
the other character. You know, should... you know what to expect from Batman. Exactly. Yeah. Um, number three, uh, Allison Hargreaves, known as the Rumor. Um, she's interesting because she's actually a celebrity. Uh, she actually became famous after after leaving the group, and her ability is kind of hard to describe. I mean, she has a bit of a mind control thing that she can do. And um, what I thought was really interesting about it is that she never really uses it until the episode where they really go into her backstory, but she can see mm-hmm. she's really hesitant to use the power. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows of, just how. It reminds me of Kilgrave off uh, oh, yeah. Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Like Kilgrave, Ex- probably just as powerful in that way. Except uh, more uh, in the show, she's definitely more uh, considerate of what she could do with that power. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and getting there, there's they start off with uh when they introduce her character they they show that her the celebrity couple is kind of split up mm-hmm. and that her and her husband are are separated now um and that the surprisingly she doesn't have custody of her of her child so she's uh she's leaving without her child and without her husband to go back to this place so uh, under spoilers we'll talk a little bit about that reveal and what that was all about. Um, but I thought it was one of the more powerful points of the show. Oh, yeah. So number four, probably my favorite character, although I'm going to be very conflicted. Very <laughs> um, lively character. Very lively character is Klaus Hargreaves, known as the Seance. A flamboyant drug addict with the ability to communicate with the dead. That pretty much sums him up if he only had one sentence to do it. <laughs> yep, but I this think guy if had as many sentences as you want. That kind of sums it up. Yeah, this guy is the star of the show, in my opinion. <laughs> um, he's definitely so got some big episodes. That's for sure. He's got some big episodes and probably some of the funniest scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. Him being tortured and getting aroused during <laughs> the the torture scene <laughs> was something that uh, was wrong but fun at the same time. Uh, it was played very very well. Uh, I only know this actor from the uh, legendary movie uh, Mortal Engines. Because um, <laughs> we've all seen that movie. Which everyone's seen. <laughs> uh, playing a very different character in that he is not a druggie and doesn't speak to the dead. At least not as far as I've seen in the movie. I couldn't finish it. <laughs> Who knows what happens at the end? Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, moving on uh, was my probably my early favorite character was... Uh, Number five, um, who they never give him a first name. They just call him the boy. And he is able to jump through space and time. And he's got probably one of the most interesting backstories. um, And also one of the most pivotal ones, too, because a lot of this is all driven off of him Mm -hmm. as far as what the entire series is about. So we'll talk more about him in spoilers. Uh, But all you got to know is that he's basically a grown man like a 50-year-old man, maybe even a 60-year-old man, trapped in a, I don't know, a 10-year-old's body, probably. Yeah. So Something something like that. Kind of funny when, uh, I'll, I'll throw a little... Maybe 12. Part. I think 12 is what they yep. say. When he gets drunk on whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny to see a, 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 you know, yeah, a 12-year-old down in whiskey like he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is it for the, uh, uh, for the main characters on that one. Uh, they follow up with the the other series uh, or the other characters in the series being uh, Mary J. Blige uh, in the show is Cha Cha, a ruthless assassin. Um, 
paired up with Hazel, who's kind of a, I don't know, would you say like a gentle giant, but still uh, a killer? I would say, yeah, a very gentle killer. Mm-hmm. So they're there to look for number five, the boy. And uh, that that becomes a bit of contention early on in the series. They appear to they be They add a guys. lot of mystery to their they certainly episodes. Do. Yeah, they add a good antagonist throughout the entire series, but especially early on when things are maybe a little bit slower while they're world building. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, a few other characters that are somewhat... Um, outside of that but i will talk a little bit about number six um that's a character that his name is ben hargreaves Uh, he's also known as the horror um i didn't bring him up with the other characters right off the bat because he's not actually alive anymore so he's not really in the series um and you you see him in the first episode uh communicating with the seance um because that's the only person he can talk to what did you think about the appearances of uh, Ben Hargreaves? Um, really cool. I, I think he's definitely going to be a bigger part of the future. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about that in spoilers. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, certainly uh, you could tell like he kept popping up from time to time, but he's only in there very, very. Mm-hmm. Um, like yes, you don't roles. you don't really get to see the actor. Uh, like, like you don't know how he's going to portray the character because he's not. He doesn't have that much screen time. Mm-hmm. You do get but, to see uh, a superpower, though. You do get to see a superpower, yeah. which uh, in the first episode, it's just tentacles and blood. That's and right. <laughs> when they call him the horror, that is a great name for his character. Uh, I was thinking more of the Kraken. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Kraken would be a better name for him, but uh, you're taken. right. Taken. Mm, you're correct. All right. And that leads us to the last character um, played by Ellen Page in the series. She actually headlines the show. Um, number seven, Vanya Hargraves, uh, also known as the White Violin. Um, she is kind of forgotten, and you know I left her to the last because she's she doesn't have any superpowers, um, and is somewhat left out uh, from the other people. So when she shows up, it's almost like she's something of an inconvenience to the rest of the family, or feels that she's an inconvenience to the rest of the family. And you will definitely feel that, like watching this character, like that also kind of kind of to the viewer. Yeah, it'll kind of bleed over into you, or like, ah, oh, get this person off the screen. Like, I don't want to watch any more about her. She, but uh, she that's is definitely intended. Mm-hmm. That is definitely, I think, intended. Yes, um, she play. I think she plays it well, um, as far as that aspect goes. I don't know that she ever comes out of it though. No, no, yeah, definitely not. So- so that's the um, so that's your characters and and some minor spoilers your big, your, there. Your I think now players, we're gonna get so. kind of real with spoilers. Yeah. So Andrew's been quiet. So uh, you have any input on those characters there, Andrew? Well, the maybe going to the spoilers, right? But we should probably warm. Yeah. Briefly we'll, on we'll spoilers first. Yeah. From this point on, we will be talking spoilers. Yes. Of any kind, of of any point into the show. Uh, so stop listening now. <laughs> Okay, let's go. And I'll dive right into it. The The characters from the very beginning are very intriguing, mainly because like mm-hmm. what you mentioned is it's a mystery. Yes. You start seeing, uh, you th- like just Rob said, character building or world building, and then they introduce these characters perfectly, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And then then they start diving into their, their past, and then you got, you got to see them in action because they are the Umbrella Academy. They were trained mm-hmm. to do and to use their superpowers for the greater good. 
Almost right? every single member gets uh, an episode that has like a little bit dedicated to their backstory. Yeah, the only one that doesn't is Ben. Mm-hmm. And even Which he gets course, a little bit of something. Yeah, you know, of course he's dead, so he doesn't really have a whole lot of backstory. <laughs> yeah, they leave that very open as far as what all is going on with him, though. Mm. I really do enjoy all all the characters and what they do. I mean, even not even even Vanya, like the very beginning, like you said, they made her odd. And those for a specific reason. Now, I haven't dove into it. I've only gotten through episode two. But just right now, I can just say that it's, it's very quality um, introduction to a, a good series. Yep, I feel the same. Uh, it was hard to stop watching the show. Oh, I, I probably watched it over a period of three days. And you, I was bugging you guys to keep watching it. So <laughs> if it wasn't Get for the I was in. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I was a little off put by it at first, but once I got into the show, I could not put it down. Mm-hmm. Every episode has got some kind of like, what, what is going to happen now? <laughs> exactly. Got I got to watch it. one more. I got to watch one more. Yep. Yep. So, All right. So let's, let's talk some spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I should so, leave, right? <laughs> yeah, so, pause, pause, pause your life and okay, uh, go, go watch it. The next. See you later. No, I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here. So I yeah, think probably so, the first thing we should talk about is the um a little bit about number one right uh Mm -hmm. just kind of going down the list here so number one his big reveal is he's got a body but it Mm -hmm. goes beyond that it really shows that i alluded to that he was on the moon loyal to a fault loyal to a fault he just did what he was told by dr hargraves and he was doing these reports and sending back samples uh, from the moon every day for four years um at this point, I think they're all around 25 years old or something. So he's, you know, he's in his, uh, you know, the prime of his life. And he's up there doing this and sending these these reports back. And throughout the series, he ends up finding all of the reports he sent back were just unopened in a box. It was all a waste. It was all a waste. It was just to keep him away. Because he I don't was know. A, a disappointment. I would I would say that maybe, not really a disappointment, but like, disappointing in the fact that he like became what he was i think it was because he had the eight body that mm-hmm. dr hargraves was embarrassed that he wasn't able to save him properly. yes a constant reminder of like a failure yeah mm-hmm. exactly. he failed to save his uh his son right properly and, and because of that he couldn't bear for the world to know that so mm-hmm. send him to the moon and uh you know stay away very, That's very harsh. Heart wrenching. Yes, <laughs> this, this show is full Man. of. It is a it is a very hard realization on that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when after he does find out, he turns to good. Well, the second time he finds out because of the whole time travel. Yes, stuff. we'll talk um, about that one. <laughs> we'll get more into the time travel stuff. He decides to go to a rave. Yeah, he we get some drug usage, some uh, lots of alcohol, mm-hmm. and and some bad decisions. Sure. Yeah, that but was yeah, uh, I, it was but you felt good for him to just kind of live it up a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, the like the, the tight one of the group became unwound. Yeah, and became unwound very explosively. Like a, he's like jump right, I'm going to jump right into this uh this kind of life. <laughs> yeah. It it was but I felt good for him to be like, okay, yeah, you needed to get this stick out of your whatever and mm-hmm. you know, live your life a little bit, right? So, it was good to see but at the same time you could tell he would be going down a bad path if he kept going that way. Mm. And you kind of see... kind of pulled back because of the main yeah. storyline. We have that brother who is down that path. 
So yes. we like we we could see like what what could happen of him if he kept going that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know that there's really much in the way of spoilers for uh, Diego, uh, the Kraken. Um, I mean, he, we have that he, you know, he has the loss of his, what What would you consider to be his love interest? Uh, yeah, I mean, love interest is a strong way to say it. They didn't really seem to have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> they were close at one point, but it seemed like they were as more of a Batman and Robin relationship. Uh, it was mm-hmm. more platonic and more of a, a I'm a hero, um, you know. <laughs> do what I say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't really, I, I wouldn't say that it gets too much into that, but he's got some great scenes where he's just going wild fighting and stuff. He, he adds mm-hmm. a lot of action, you know, credentials to the, <laughs> I think, to the show. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts is when towards the end, when, uh, Hazel is like talking to number five about wanting to help out. And all of a sudden he just comes in and they just get into a, a fight scene right there in the middle of, uh, yes middle of this like big conversation <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah number five is he's going to come up a lot we're, we're kind of staying away from him just because there's so he's so central to pretty much everybody's story but um, yeah once we start talking about him it, we're like it's going to unravel the entire show yeah uh so number three allison hargreaves um i think her big reveal was the reason why she is no longer with her husband mm-hmm. and um, yeah why she can't have like contact or doesn't like get access to her child yeah, so what happened, it was revealed pretty late in the series uh, that she actually used her power on her child, um, even though she had agreed not to use her power on her child um, to make the, the daughter go to bed or to do what it was supposed to do. And, you, I mean, you don't really feel like it was... I didn't feel like it was that bad. Uh, I definitely think it could have been a terrible path that, you know, could have got, you know, twisted very quickly. But, like... I think like a parent, if a parent would have seen that, you'd be like, "Oh, I could see where they're coming from." Oh yeah, I, I could see like, "Oh man, that's that'd be really useful." But at the same time, the husband was con- rightly concerned right. because the people don't know that they've been mind controlled; they just think it was their idea. Right. Um. So I think he thought, well, if she's using it on the child, then she might have used it on me. Like, mm-hmm. and she's just treating us like slaves. Everything could be fake. Yeah, yeah. None of this could be real. She could be, you know, forcing us to do things. So that's when they were like, you just can't be anywhere around. And I thought that was pretty powerful because separating a, a mother and a child is pretty, pretty strong stuff. They're using a lot of powerful elements here between parenthood. I could just see it already, right? Yeah. Yes, that's, there is. That's the a main theme. Themes. <laughs> Considering about how terrible their upbringing was. Yes. They didn't even have names. A robot gave them names. A robot mom. Uh, but they just call mom. They, um, none of them, I would say, except maybe number one, uh, like their father. And like we said, number one at the end mm-hmm. becomes like the others and does not like their father. We yeah. may have not covered this, but the um, the butler or the ape? The, the, ape? the assistant, oh, yes. Dr. Pogo. Yeah. Right. So he was the closest thing to a father figure they probably had. Um, I and I was going to kind of bring that up a little bit. Um during a spoiler (laughs) go ahead no i was just curious that's all (laughs) yeah but yeah he he is definitely their moral compass and their you know he was the one that would be nice to them and try to teach them how to be proper people whereas the doctor was very just do what i tell you or i would say a bit like if you had like a professional or business relation with your parents that's how it would have been yes very much profits and losses and um what have you done for me lately right yeah there's a lot of that 
What's your potential? <laughs> sure. The We Talk Nerd podcast is part of the Pixel Pub Gaming community. For more information regarding our community and the games we play, please visit pixelpubgaming.com. Join our Discord partnered community. Gain XP for chatting, earn levels, and enter our giveaways. Please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash pixelpub. The We Talk Nerd podcast is made possible because of listeners like you. Support us by sharing this podcast with your friends and leaving us a five-star review. See you, nerds.